Are you wandering in the wilderness? Or are you a voice in the wilderness? Welcome to the Revival Cry podcast. This is your host, Eric Miller. Isaiah 40 verse 3 says, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. The goal of this podcast is to encourage you to use the voice God has given you to make Jesus famous. Every week, we will share principles from the Word of God, interviews, and encouragement in order to strengthen your voice. Thank you for joining me today. And now here is today's podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Eric Miller. Thank you for joining to listen, to watch Revival Cry today. I'm really excited for you to join in today as my wife, Casey Miller, was just recently interviewed by Dr. Michael Brown on his radio program called The Line of Fire. My wife, Casey, recently wrote a book, and it's called Homeschooling Through High School for Success. If you're listening or watching this, you could go to our website at www.revivalcry.org and you can order the book there. If you're a homeschooling mom or a homeschooler, I would really encourage you to get her book and listen today to the interview that she does with Dr. Michael Brown. Again, thank you for listening. We love you. God bless you. See you soon. So what can a homeschooling missionary mom teach us today? It's time for The Line of Fire with your host, biblical scholar and cultural commentator, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice for moral sanity and spiritual clarity. Call 866-34-TRUTH to get on The Line of Fire. And now, here's your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Friends, we are going to have a really edifying, eye-opening, helpful conversation. Tell you about a great new resource talk to one of our missionary moms and get some insights for everybody raising kids, everybody into homeschooling, everyone who cares about educating kids in a godly way. It's going to be a really, really interesting conversation. In fact, I may even put our guest on the spot and take some calls. So if you have a question about homeschooling, about training your children, about dealing with high schoolers, 866 34Truth, 866-348-7884. Before I bring Casey Miller on, I just want to remind you, this is the last day we're going to do this on the air this week, but we have a special resource offer just available through the line of fire by calling. We haven't announced this on internet. We haven't sent out an e-blast. This is something we're just doing. You can call in and take advantage of a special offer. My brand new book, The Political Seduction of the Church, which apparently is really hitting home, did a big live stream with thousands watching live last night. And the gentleman hosting it said, you articulated what I have been thinking and feeling. And I was concerned. I felt at times like I was the only one. That's what people are saying reading this book. It's that eye-opening. The Political Seduction of the Church, together with my book, How Saved Are We? You'll read this book. It'll be one of those OMG things like, oh, that's the gospel. Oh, that's what we're missing. Oh, that's why things are so far off. And when you realize it was written in 1990, the OMG gets even bigger. That book and my message, Holy Desperation, one of the most important messages I preached in my life, preached during the Brownsville Revival, Hunger, Thirst for God and Revival, that audio message over $40 of resources for just $25. But you have to call to take advantage of this. So whenever you're hearing this, give us a call, 704-498-4673. That's 704-498-4673. 
if our phone lines are busy, someone will get right back to you. 704-498-4673. One of the great joys in my life is to watch those who have been in our ministry school, trained over the years, go out on the field, whatever field it is that God's called them to, and bear much fruit for the gospel. It becomes an exceptional joy when I see the children of those people sent out and that we have served together with over the years, see their children grow up and have godly hearts, passion for the Lord, solid grounding, and you know that the families are doing something right. Casey Miller, married to Eric Miller, who graduated from our ministry school in Pensacola, that family has been serving in the missionary field, uh, in the missions field in the Philippines for many, many years. And one of the things is when you meet the kids, and at every stage now, they're now in college and, and, and younger. When you meet the kids, you see these kids are grounded. These kids are solid. These kids are in love with the Lord. These kids are thinking kids. And Eric will always say, that's because of Casey. That's because my wife, well, she's written a book now. Casey Miller, C-A-S-E-Y, Homeschooling Through High School for Success from the Perspective of a Missionary Family. Let me tell you the title again. Homeschooling Through High School for success from the perspective of a missionary family. You can get it on Amazon in e-form or hardcover or paperback. So we're going to talk about this book and about this family. Casey, uh, welcome to the Line of Fire. Thanks for joining us today. It's so good to be with you. All right. Now, you are in a van with your family, right? You're going to be uh, flying to Italy and then from there to the Philippines. Is that right? Um, actually, we're going to Italy and then back again for the conference in October, the Fire International Conference, because that's where Sierra will be commissioned as a missionary to Japan. All right. And so, after that, we'll go together. To all right. Building. So one of your daughters, uh, I remember when, when Eric took her on a missions trip to Japan years ago when she was much younger. Now yes. she she is ready to go on the mission field to Japan. Now, now Casey, you yourself are a Jewish believer. When did you come to faith? I came to the Lord um, at the, really at the Brownsville Revival is when I really gave my life to the Lord in surrender. And I wasn't really raised um, with the Jewish beliefs or anything like that. I just went through a searching time through the Jewish beliefs to come to a place with Jesus. But um, ultimately at the Brownsville Revival is where we surrendered our lives to Jesus. Right. So Eric has shared on this broadcast how God transformed him. How long have you been in the Philippines? In January, it will be 20 years. Now, we've been stateside now for about two and a half years because of the lockdowns and haven't been able to go back. But a total of 20 years, um, we've been missionaries. Right. So so your kids were virtually raised on, on the mission field for the great bulk of their lives. And, and you've been a homeschooler. Who, who taught you how to homeschool? Uh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I had no background. In fact, I remember being in um, teacher college. I actually have a teaching degree. And I remember a class where they talked to us about those people, you know, those crazy people that would do this. And I I never imagined that homeschooling would be on the trajectory for me because I thought that's what, those were those crazy people, you know. Amazing. Just And that's that's how <laughs> higher education often looked at it for, for some years until they started to see the, the success. Now, I remember on a recent trip, sitting with your family, and, and I was talking to one of your sons. Maybe you'll remember the exact age he was, but he read my book, Our Hands Are Stained With Blood, and had these very serious, profound questions to ask me. And he, I'm thinking, wow, I, I, I'm expecting to be sitting across the table from an adult 
talking like this. Do you remember how old he was when we sat and talked? Oh, I think you're talking about David, and that must have been like five years ago. He's probably nine, maybe ten. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a few years back, and I remember thinking, "Wow, he's he's read the book. He's having these serious conversations." And again, your husband Eric said, "That's because of Casey." So, what have you? What have the? What are the keys? What do you put in your book, homeschooling through high school for success? What have you learned? So basically. The book for me was just a journey that we've gone through that I felt like there were so many times I got to a dead end and I didn't know where to turn. And of course, Jesus always gives us answers in those times. But I felt like that he told me to share the things, that, the tips that he'd given me throughout the years. A lot of trial and error, a lot of crying, a lot of reaching out to other moms. But many times it was moms who hadn't been through the missionary aspect of it. So I felt like that was something there were no books and no resources for those of us who didn't have libraries and things like that that you would have in America. We didn't have homeschool leagues and anything like that. All so right. I also put a lot of that in the book as well to help those of us overseas who don't have the American dream right in front of us. Right. And there, there are plenty of missionary families all around the world. So they have the challenge of being missionaries in a foreign country. Then added to that, the challenges of not having the normal educational resources that we'd have at our fingertips in America. Again, the book, Casey Miller, Homeschooling Through High School for Success from the Perspective of a Missionary Family. Let's just talk broadly, generically, beyond missions. What are some of the key things that you have found as, as a mom in terms of teaching and training your kids? Obviously, Eric's been involved the whole time, but I haven't read the book, but I've seen your family. That I've, I've watched, I've seen their fruit, I've seen their hearts, their, their seriousness about the Lord, their love for the Lord, their, their being grounded in God, passionate for Jesus, putting these things together, having a good head on their shoulders. What are some of the keys that you've learned? Well, Dr. Brown, I think it really is much more basic than we make it. Every day, no matter what we do, whatever the struggle is that we face, we always pray about it and we seek the Word of God. What does God say about it? Everything down to you're having a struggle with your brother or sister and you're fighting. And my kids will tell you to this day, they're actually sitting in the van. And I'm telling you, they could say this first. Peacemakers are so in peace will raise a harvest of righteousness. Just reacting to every situation with what God says instead of my opinion or my own ideas or what I've even been trained when I was a kid. We try to respond with the word of God and pray over every situation. It really is that simple. And sometimes I think we complicate it and try to be so perfect. And we're just not, you know, but God is and he knows the answer to all these things. So if you just have a number of key scriptural principles to go back to, that's that's let's get you your bearings again. Then from there, bring everything back to God. Now, Casey, how, how many kids do you and Eric have? We have five. And they're range in ages. So Sierra's the eldest. She's 24. And <sighs> Anna's the youngest and she's 11. So I'm thinking about, I, I believe, uh, I'm, I'm remembering back to having a talk about schooling and future and things like that, and Sierra was maybe two. So 20, yeah. 24, extraordinary, extraordinary. So when, when you have integrated spiritual with natural, uh, it's overwhelming for a lot of people. You know, you've got a teaching degree, but it, it seems overwhelming in terms of how to teach everything and juggle and you got all the kids and some in school and class. And it, isn't it overwhelming? Isn't it like incredibly hard to juggle all this? You know, it, it really is overwhelming and it is incredibly hard. 
And I think a lot of people give up because they think they don't have the intelligence or the ability or even the grace to do it. But I'm always brought back to the story about Solomon, where he went to God and he says, Lord, who in the world could ever lead this great people of yours? And he asked for wisdom. And there's multiple times I've just fallen on my face before the Lord. You know, you would think with a teacher education that would be helpful, but in a lot of ways it was actually detrimental because I learned how to deal with, you know, 25 kids in a classroom. That doesn't work when you've got five different ages and five different grades. And most of what I learned was not applicable to homeschooling, although the actual academic material was helpful. But as far as teaching, it's very, very different. So I would literally lay before the Lord multiple times and, Lord, I need direction again. And we would together, Eric, and I would pray over things and speak it out over each other. What's going on? What's God saying? So um, I think that's just really the basis is to constantly go before the Lord and redirect what is he saying for each individual child. And the, the trajectory for each kid is different. So you start with one kid who feels called to Japan as a missionary, and then you've got another kid who feels called to work with um, Abigail is actually a social work, and she feels called to work with refugees. And then you've got Jonathan, who's on this pathway through engineering to try to help out tribes and other nations and help them to build wells and bridges. It's so different. So we really have to hear the wisdom of the Lord day by day. Yeah, and, and friends, I think one lesson, one takeaway is that none of us are, are really qualified, capable doing things. One of the great revelations that it took me a long time to get and really, really got deeper in me a little over 20 years ago is God's strength out of my weakness. I start many days, especially in heavy ministry schedules, literally saying, Lord, your strength out of my weakness. I have gotten walking up the steps to a pulpit to preach and my words are strength out of weakness, strength out of weakness. Here's a mom who's had tremendous success raising the kids. I mean, look at their hearts and their your desire to serve and she's saying should it go to god go to god go to god we'll be back with more from casey miller the new book homeschooling through high school for success from the perspective of missionary families stay right here You know, it's plainly written in Hebrews, the 11th chapter in the sixth verse, that without faith, it is impossible to please God. You cannot please God without faith. It's written, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Well, on the one hand, this is just simple and self-evident. How are you going to pursue a God you don't believe in? How are you going to believe in a God that you don't think exists? How are you going to walk with a God that you think is a figment of someone's imagination? So on the self-evident level, without faith, it's impossible to please God. But, but there's something much deeper here. God wants us to really know him. God wants us to really lean on him. And in order to do that, because he, the invisible God, created that which is invisible, because we must look to him who is invisible. We must see the unseen. We must do that through the eye of faith. But faith is not imagination. Faith is not creating something out of thin air. Faith is, is not making believe a God exists. No, faith is taking hold of the highest reality. 
Faith is saying, I believe God. We see the evidence of him in our own lives. We see the evidence of him in scripture. We see the evidence of him in creation. And then we encounter him in a direct way and he leads us and guides us and speaks to us. So in order to please him, we have to trust him. You can't love him. You can't know him. You can't develop a relationship with him without trusting him. So we put our trust in God, not in some imaginary being, but in the creator of the universe and our redeemer. And as we do, and as we seek him earnestly and diligently, we watch him work and move and touch lives and change lives. And we see the reality of faith. Faith is taking hold of the highest reality, God himself and putting our trust in him. It's the line of fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get on the line of fire by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Thanks friends for joining us on the line of fire as I speak with our missionary colleague, Casey Miller, she and her husband, Eric, are dear to us here in our ministry. We've, we've watched them serve the Lord uh, sacrificially in many ways around the world, being based in the Philippines, and their hearts continue to burn bright. They, they are product of the Brownsboro Revival, radically touched and changed there. They went through a ministry school, and, and God's hand is on them. People say, what's the long-term prayer? How long does that stuff last? Is it a lot of emotionalism? No, no. People were genuinely touched and changed. Casey's written a book, Homeschooling Through High School for Success from the Perspective of a Missionary Family. Casey, what's different about molding and shaping a child that's five or six or seven and then continuing to influence a child that's 16, 17, 18? You know, I think the earlier we start, the better, no doubt. But I also want to offer hope to families who feel like they started off wrong in a lot of ways, you know, when we got saved, Sierra, I was pregnant with Sierra at the Brownsville Revival when we got saved, we came to the Lord, and we didn't know how to start off. We made a lot of mistakes, and even going to the mission field, I would take back a lot of the ways that I acted or reacted, but the reality is when we lay things before the Lord, He's able to turn whatever the situation is into something good and something amazing. So I just want to put that hope out there, because as soon as I say, the earlier you start, the better. Someone's out there going, but my kid's 15 and I've messed up their life. But the Lord is about turning things around. He's about us laying it before him. Yeah. However, I feel like it is. it also needs to be pointed out that the earlier we start teaching our kids how to walk with Jesus, how to hear his voice, my husband will tell the story a lot of times how he used to set Sierra down and just have her learn how to be quiet. She was real full of energy. As you know, she's a cross-country runner. <laughs> yep. um, and she's just always been full of energy. But he had to teach her how to silence herself. And he'd start off with like, you know, 10 seconds or something. And then he'd set a timer and be like, yay, you know, you did it. And then like five minutes, you know, like working it through her way up. And she does, she waits before the Lord now. You know, she's learned to do that. But I think it's a process that we have to think of it more like as a mother of a runner, I think of it like a marathon rather than yeah. And, and have your kids learned to hear the voice of the Lord? Can, can you think of any stories where they heard from God for themselves? Oh, absolutely. So Sierra is headed to Miyazaki in Japan. That's the city she's going to. When she chose to go to uh, Regent University, which she's now a graduate of, she has an English degree to teach in Japan. So when she chose that university, 
it was the one place that didn't give any full tuition scholarships. And we had no plan B because we're on the mission field. Everything we would get in would go right back out. So we were like, there's so many other places here where you can get better scholarships. But she heard from God. So we didn't want to fight with her about it. We're like, Lord, you got to do something here. So as we're going through that whole process, we find out that Virginia Beach, where Regent University is, is what's called a sister city to Miyazaki, Japan. Mm. And there's actually a, like a garden there in Virginia Beach that's dedicated to Miyazaki, Japan. It was established in the very month that she was conceived, like literally nine months before she was born. So it's all these crazy signs that the Lord was just showing her along the pathway that we had to back up sometimes and say, rather than telling you what to do, we're just going to let you hear from God and then support that. And as we watched her go through that whole process, she started to want to go to Japan when she was 14. Mm -hmm. And it's been 10 years, and she's had her face like flint. And now she has a job as an uh, elementary school teacher, and she starts in May, in May of 2023. And everything is falling into place, and it's just been an amazing journey. You know, I, I, it brings it brings tears to my eyes hearing that. I, I cannot wait uh, for, for next month when we get to commission her and send her out. Yeah. You know, re remembering the, from the baby in the womb, but uh, distinctly, I remember sitting and, and talking with you and Eric, and, and you were holding her in your arms, and to see the progress, to see the calling. I mean, that's that's what we call lasting, wonderful fruit. W what about what about this though? There's so much social media influence. There's there's so many pressures. You know, any kid in the Philippines too, where you've served, can have a cell phone and can be seeing all kinds of things. How can we, as good parents, protect our kids from the wrong influences with, without sheltering them so much that when they're out in the world, they're, they're just destroyed by it because they're not ready? Is, what, what wisdom have you learned? Okay, this is a great time to plug this. I was waiting for this opportunity. <laughs> In Chapter 5 of my book, I have to point this out, Dr. Brown, because um, number 15 in that chapter is a thing that we did with Sierra where we, would, we created a class where she would get on the line of fire and she would listen to it. And then after she would write a journal of what she learned and she created a debatable topic and she had to debate on that topic to us and explain her perspective and her point of view. It was so beneficial to her because she was in the Philippines listening to American topics so she could understand how to, how to engage the culture. So when she came to the U.S. and was faced with these things, she already had a good set of tools in her belt to be able to deal with what she was facing. Oh, that's so I would suggest that you get on Dr. Brown's uh, show or you know the, the line of fire and do the same thing. It was a great way for her to engage. That I mean, that's that's absolutely amazing to hear. That. Wonderfully encouraging as well. All right, listen, we just got a few minutes, but take us through the contents of the book, Homeschooling Through High School for Success, so our listeners can know what they'll get out of this book when they get it. Okay, mainly the book was intended for families that have kids in high school, and it was intended to help them to get good scholarships. That was my, my main focus. I want to see every kid who, who's homeschooled, who loves the Lord, go to college for free. So I have all kinds of practical tips, but in the midst of all of that, there's a lot of encouragement and a lot of personal stories. At the very end, I also have a whole section about third culture kids. That's what we call them. You know, they've been raised in a culture that's not their like ethnicity. 
but they really take on, say, for instance, Sierra with the Philippines. She really took on being Filipino, but there's an aspect of her that was very American. So when she came to America, it was like, what am I? What does this all mean and, and how the culture works? So that's in there as well. But my heart was really mainly for those who have kids in high school because many times that's when people give up with homeschooling. They feel like, I can't do that. And this is to equip them in that area. Excellent. So friends, Casey Miller, Homeschooling Through High School for Success from the perspective of a missionary family. You know, when I was getting ready for the show, Casey, I I thought to myself, okay, I haven't read the book. uh, And obviously I'm not a homeschooling mom, but the the subject is of interest because we know so, so many homeschooling families for so many years and, and how it became a normal thing when, when it was just out there fringe originally. But I was thinking what Paul wrote to the Corinthians, the second Corinthians, and he said, look, you are our letter. And people, people want to find out about Paul. They look at the Corinthians and, and that's a letter in terms of his ministry. So I've seen the letter of your lives of, of you and Eric loving the Lord, loving each other, loving your kids and now seeing your kids grow up. And, and when I see things posted, you know, in Sierra and running and, and then first going to Regent, now graduating and, and all this, it just, there's a deep, deep satisfaction that I get. So I can't imagine the, the joy that you have of pouring in and seeing the fruit. And, and think of this, so many, so many parents neglect pouring into their kids. Now, some do their very, very best and the kids go through a period of rebellion. I understand that can happen. But sometimes our kids go through rough times because we didn't make a sufficient investment. And then as the years go on, it's so emotionally draining. It's so difficult to go through. So plant good seeds now. It, it will make life much better in the years ahead. Hey, Casey, any, any last word of encouragement, especially to, to homeschoolers who are listening, especially to homeschooling moms? Any last word of encouragement? Yeah, I just want to say that, you know, whatever it is that you feel that you're weak in, whatever you feel like you can't do, that's the very qualifying factor is when we feel like we can't do it. There's not a single person I can point to in the scriptures who actually was successful in God and they thought they could do it. I mean, you've got Moses, I can't do it, you know, and the one who thought he could, Joseph, had to be taken through a humility pill to get there. So I think just realizing that we're weak and that we don't have the ability is the key to becoming like Solomon. God, I need your wisdom. So, And I want to say this before we get off, Dr. Brown, I want to thank you from our family. They're all behind me, and they're saying the same thing. They say the same thing. Thank you for investing in our lives. Thank you for what you do. Our family benefits from that. Even at the Light the Fire conference, we took our three younger children, and every single one was just blasted with just the power of God. You know, After your message, they were so, so encouraged. Oh, wonderful. So well, we are, we are in this together. We are family and all of you. Make sure the kids know this bring great, great joy to my heart. God bless. Can't wait to see you uh, back in the Charlotte area next month. Travel safely. Thank you. Bye-bye. Casey Miller, what a joy to talk to her. And, and I hope that encourages you, stirs you as well. Thank you for listening to Revival Cry with Eric Miller. Please subscribe, rate, and write a review for this podcast on iTunes, cpnshows.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. To find out more or partner with our missions work around the world, please visit us at revivalcry.org. I look forward to being with you next week.